Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hour number two, taking you right up to noon. I'm Kyle, that's James. Uh, we had the day off yesterday for President's Day. Thanks everybody who tapped into ESPN 1320 anyway, and thanks everybody for tapping in here on this uh, on this wonderful Tuesday. I am still doing the show from home, uh, but I will be back in tomorrow. That is confirmed. Yes. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. And I'll be, and James, it'll be our first show. Not only will I be back for the first time in a week and a half, but I will be in that chair where you're sitting and you will be in Kenny's typical spot. Oh, oh, but you do know Never. I'm taking my chair over to the other side, right? That's fine. I don't do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need a specific chair. Do you, the chair I use at home is straight up like the, an Ikea chair. Wow. It's not like a fancy. I'm an old man. I have to. And this is the only chair with arms. I was going to say, I was looking right now. I was looking at the other chairs. You're the only one with the armrest still. Well, yeah. I don't even like arms. I don't even want arms on my chair, though. So I feel like. Do we, do we even, do we even know how that chair came about in the studio? Yes, I do. So what happened was they knew that they needed to get me a chair with arms because my back is bad. So what they did is they took one of the standard office chairs with arms. They took the base of one of the tall chairs and swapped bases. So now somewhere around here, we have an office chair with no arms. <laughs> some some poor fella out there. Someone's Guess whose chair was switched without even knowing. Sitting at a desk and fall out of his chair because he doesn't have arms. Just saying. I don't like arms on my chair, so I'm going to be excited to not have them. <laughs> not because like my headphones get all caught on it. My headphones, in fact, these are the headphones I'm going to bring in. Uh, but you know how my headphones are broken? Yeah. If you've watched the stream, you'll notice that my headphones are like all messed up. That's because when I was working at 95.7 Sister Station in San Francisco, the cord to those headphones would get wrapped around like the arm of my chair. And when I would spin around to go out of the studio for some reason, they would get caught and like fly off and hit the ground or the desk or whatever, wherever they were sitting. Yep. So uh, that's why I prefer to not have arms on my chair. All right. And I, even if I did, I would uh, I would let you have it, James. You're a team you're player. Wrong. I'm so nice. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am not a team player. I'm taking my chair and going to the other side. No, you have a bad back. I do. You have back problems. Like, I that's do. way different than, like, I prefer an arm with chair or a chair with arms. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. No, it's you not. Need- it's not just being a prima donna and needing a chair with arms just because I demand a chair with arms. Although I would love that. I would love that for you because you're so like, uh, do whatever. Like I am riding the wave, like whatever you want to do, you let me know. 
Like that's the kind of that's the kind of person you are. You'll you'll be like, hey, I want to talk about this or I want to do this today or whatever. But in the setup of the show, when I'm like, I want to do this, you're like, great, let's do it. Okay. Like, can we try this? Yeah, let's do it. That, hey, James, can you meet at this time? I got it. Like yeah. I'm there, whatever you need. It would be so funny if your one thing was like, screw you to hell with you. I need the chair with arms. Yes. <laughs> that's your one. That's your, your one thing that you're not cool with. It's like, no, it's my chair and I'm taking it six feet away from this spot and putting it over there. And I don't care. Damien's going to be super pissed because he's going to come in and Kenny's going to be sitting in the chair like, hey, what's up? It's like, no, no. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Pause. Chatty House and anybody listening, 916-909-1320-916-909-1320. Is this a thing? Is arms on an office chair a thing? Well, okay, so I've been told really in the in the radio world that DJs don't like to have arms on the chairs because of what you said. You get your headphones caught all the time. Plus, they're standing up, they're moving around, they're doing all that stuff. Yeah. But we're not a, 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 a like music show. Like, we don't have music playing. And so most talk shows have arms on their chairs, but when they bought all the chairs for the studio, they didn't consider that that we are also ESPN 1320 here and not just 96.9, 98.5, 106.5, like 102.5. Right. So that's why we end up with no chairs with arms. So like the the triangle of avoidance, which, like, <laughs> which used to like be the luxury? circle of trust. So James has like a group. It's called this. Well, initially it was a circle of trust. Me and two of the engineers and Aaron, the big boss man, we have mm-hmm. since... Booted Aaron out of the circle of trust. We are the triangle of avoidance, so we don't get stuck doing all of the crazy things like building a set for Daughtry in the studio. Mm-hmm. The triangle of tr- uh, of uh, of avoidance is who has my the other two legs of the triangle of avoidance uh, are the ones that have built this chair for James. So it was a it's That's a peace really offering. Nice. I'm having T-shirts That's made. Fair. The the triangle of avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> we learned the circle of trust meant we had to do all the work. The triangle of avoidance, we see the work coming and we get out of the way. That's it's a good band name. It is. Uh, I have I have players who have scored 50. Okay. Twice in a season and they both lost the game. This has happened a lot, turns out. <clears throat> uh, Stephen Curry did do it twice last year. Mm. Last season, 22-23. Um, Bradley Beal has done it a couple times. Devin Booker, James Harden, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Michael Red, Michael Red, legend. He was a straight bucket. Yep, Dominique Wilkins twice. Bernard King, New York Knicks legend. Tiny Archibald for Kansas City back in seventy two seventy three. Kareem did it with Milwaukee in seventy one seventy two. He did it twice. A uh, Wilt Chamberlain had it happen twice. More on Wilt later. In 63-64, uh, James Harden three times in 18-19, Kobe three times in 06-07, MJ three times in 88-89. Okay, so Wilt Chamberlain had this happen five times in 64-65. Of course. 13 times in 61-62, and 16 times in 62-63. I think you named, you probably named like 18 players, and of those 18, two are not Hall of Famers. Michael Red. And uh, Bernard King. Bernard King's not in, right? 
Uh, is I, I he? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I got it. Oh no. Oh no. Bernard King is in the Hall of Fame. My bad. My bad. Bernard King, okay. four-time All Star. Wow. Uh, scoring champion in 1984-85. Four-time All NBA. He again, like Michael Red, was a bucket. He led the league at 32. He was really good. 32.9 points per game one year, and then missed the next season with knee injury. Giannis just broke his all-time Milwaukee scoring record, I believe. Oh, wow. Is I'm trying to look now. No, Bernard Bradley never, Beal is probably... Never, Bradley Beal's not going to the Hall of Fame. No, that's true. Right? Well, I, I, don't, I don't... At I least don't. I don't think. I mean... <laughs> no, like he should not be in the Hall of Fame, but... Again, you're talking about a three-time All-Star, uh, an All-NBA player. I, I don't know. Guy or ever, Devin uh, Booker? Yeah, Devin just, Booker will go. Yeah, Devin Booker will go. He uh, First career, 22 points, 4.3 assists, 4.1 rebounds for Mr. Bradley Beal. But I, I don't want to do quick math and tell you how many games he's missed in his career, but it's a lot. It's a lot. But also, how many, how many playoff games has he won? I can't uh, remember. Like, What's your favorite... Bradley Beal playoff moment. Um, he, That's, that kind of stuff matters. Okay, so in his first two years, he did make it out of the first round. Um, actually, Sorry, with John Wall. No, two. He made it in 2014 uh, to the second round, 2015 to the second round, uh, 2017 to the second round, and then 18 and 21, he was bounced in the first round. So he's okay. actually played more playoff games than I would have assumed. Uh, he's 22 and 23 in his career in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's never been past the second round. No. No. Uh, James Harden will be in. Yep. Westbrook, you said. will be in. He'll be in. Michael Uh, Jordan. Westbrook is not on this list. Michael Jordan is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought you said Westbrook. Wow. Stunner. (laughs) Yes. Michael Jordan made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think think Bradley Beal is going to be the only player on this list who is not in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Oh no, Michael Dang. Red. Michael Red. Oh, and Michael Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, the only other player, not yeah. not on this Michael list. Michael Red. Michael Red was a bucket. He, he was, was fun. Really he had yeah. ACL injuries, right? Knee yeah, injuries. he had knee injuries for sure. <laughs> Ramsey said his favorite Bradley Beal playoff moment was LeBron James hitting a corner three against Washington. See, mm. well, got to you got to be remembered for something, Kyle. What's the over-under if they boast out today, Beal makes a Hall of Fame before Sabonis? I don't think he would. Um, yeah, I, I think he would because he scored more points, and that's the sad reality of the, the NBA world. You know what? In. Good point. It is. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I just. We've squandered an entire segment clearly, of our show discussing <laughs> weird, no, it's fine. weird I, things I, and I clearly, points. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm I'm just like Sacramento pilled, and I I maybe misjudge what because I don't everywhere you looked, every podcast I listened to, everything I read, like everybody knows that Sabonis and Fox got host. Sabonis even more so than Fox, which is why I think when you bring up the Hall of Fame thing, if they both said, hey, we're done today. And the NBA said, hey, you have to vote on whether one of these guys goes to the Hall of Fame. I really think Sabonis probably, at least I would think, gets more votes because you probably have a bunch of people just going to box scores 
and going, oh, wow, look at all these numbers the last couple of years. But I don't hmm. know, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I was also certain he was going to the All-Star game. So what the hell do I know? All right. Uh, Stockton Kings, this is breaking news, have acquired Brian Bowen and Lance Thomas. I'm not sure. Oh. So um, I do not know what they traded for them. That's not part of the tr- the press release that I can see. Just saying. Yeah, breaking news. All right, Kyle, we got to wow. go to break. It's big time. Yeah, we have to. I, should we not break after that news? Should we yeah. talk about that instead? That's probably something we should spend 18 minutes on after the break. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do the Kings have to do moving forward to uh, to succeed in the second half? I also want to get to this Niners, Brandon Ayuk trade stuff next on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Jarrett Jack was 38 playing in the G League. Good for Jarrett. Wait. In 2021. What about Poo Jetter? Hang on. Poo Jetter played in the G League last year. Was it last year? Yes, it was last year. He played for the Ignite. Oh, that's a good one. King's legend. Uh, Oh, and he is 40. So he played in the G League as a 39-year-old. And <laughs> and Pooh Jetter is um, hey. I think he's the he's an assistant I believe with Portland at this point. And uh he is with Portland Ken. Yeah, he was that. just around. Yeah, because he was on the court. Were you there the day he was on the court? Anyway, he yes, I, like, I walk so. onto the court and he's like, "Yo." And I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Pooh?" And yeah, just remembered me because he was a Sacramento Kings legend. Of course, he played in uh, on the uh, the first Kings team I ever covered, 2010, 2011, and that was a yeah. that was a team that like so many guys had never played again in the league that year, uh, like <laughs> Luther Head, Antoine Wright, uh, Darnell Jackson. Uh, if 
if you're just tapping in and wondering why we're talking about random old NBA players slash Kings players, it's because the Stockton Kings just announced that they have acquired Lance Thomas, who left the NBA in the 2019-2020 season. He's six foot eight, 240 pounds, according to basketball reference, and he turns 36 years old in April. It's quality addition. So now we're looking at NBA players. So 2011-2012 was was Lance Thomas's first season in the NBA. I believe he went undrafted out of Duke. Mm. If I'm looking at this right, he made his NBA debut December of 2011 with the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, the 2011-2012 season that was such a long time ago, James. Do you remember who the MVP was that year? The MVP? Oh, yeah, in 2011-12. Don't overthink it. No, feels like it shouldn't be no. LeBron. LeBron? Yeah, it's a LeBron year. Yeah. Uh, who was the rookie of the year in 2011, 2012? <sighs> okay, so that's a Jimmer draft. Jesse, you can play too. I I I, I got an idea for this one. Okay, remember it's I remember most of that around where the Kings are drafting, but I don't remember who's at the top of that draft. Um, Michael Carter Williams just had the triple double, right? He never won. The rookie oh, of the year? No, he was a rookie of the year. Okay, that's my guess. But he was he was he was later. He was later? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so man, that's why a good guess I, though. Why am right I position? Oh, so it's a point guard. It is. Um okay, so we have uh Brandon Knight, we have Kimba Walker, we have Jimmer Fredette are like eight, nine, ten. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Clay is 11. Number seven was a Kings pick, and they drafted Bismack Biombu. Um, mm-hmm. Number 12 is, oh, no. I'm not going to be able to come up with the rookie of the year from this year. Chat, chat threw in a name. Is it Kyrie? It is Kyrie Irving. Congratulations oh. to the chatty house. The Alden J gets that getting one. getting Kyrie Irving correct. Yeah. Um, scoring leader in 2011-12, this is a fun game. I would like to continue playing. I'm going to go Kevin Durant on that one. Oh. Yeah, Kevin Durant's right. Oh, yeah, good 28 call. 28 points a game. Uh, rebound leader that year? Roy Hibbert. Andre Drummond? Oh, good guesses. No. Dwight Howard, 14 oh. and a half boards per Ooh, game. I wanted to guess Dwight, but I feel uh, like he was falling off at that point. I guess not. Uh, assist leader, another Kings legend. Uh, oh. Rajon Rondo? Yeah, that's an easy one, I feel Rajon like. Rajon Rondo, 11.7. All right. And that yeah. was your 2011 um, callback. And that's a shortened that's, season. Yeah. That's that's the strike season. Uh, well, not yeah, yeah. It's it's the the lockout season. So yes, uh, I covered my f- my first year was 2010-11 with uh, with Demarcus. Uh, also, we have Samuel mm-hmm. D'Alembert, uh, Jason Thompson, Dante Green, Omri Caspi, Antoine Wright, Pujetter, Darnell Jackson, Luther Head, um, Pooh. You know, I said Pooh. Um, I could probably come up. Oh, Hassan Whiteside was on that team. Um, in 2011-12? Jermaine, I do no. not have Pooh Jetter on that team. No, 10-11. 10-11. Jermaine Taylor. Oh, 10-11. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I could come up with most of... Oh, Tyreek Evans. That's 11. Yeah, I can come up with most of the players on that team if I really thought about it. Um, but then that after Mark that Mark. season... We have the lockout that hits. So they draft Jimmer, and then July 1st, like five days later, the NBA goes on lockout. And during the mm-hmm. lockout, I, uh, I along with a crew of dudes, made Small Market Big Heart during the lockout that year. Because that's when like the team is... Hell yeah. That's the end of the 2010-11 season is uh, 
the grand jury sign off. It's where everyone thinks that the Kings are leaving and going to Anaheim and did not. I was in a journalism class at Sac State and the professor I had also taught Sam Amick mm-hmm. and he was going to come in and speak to our class that summer or, or leading into that summer. And she was like, yeah, Sam Amick's going to come in and talk to the class. And I'm like, isn't there like a lockout going on? Like you're going to have Sam Amick in here in the middle of a lockout. Like that's nuts. Like, but cool. And she goes, yeah, no, I talked to him. He's going to come in. He's going to, it's like, all right, awesome. And so the day comes that Sam is supposed to be in. And she's like, and she's like, I dressed nice. I, I, I like suited up to meet Sam, Amick, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny knowing Sam now. Um, but I like dressed nice and I'm all fired up. And she's like, yeah, Sam Amick's not going to come in. The NBA is in the middle of a lockout and he has to cover that. Like, yeah, duh. I told you. Anyways. <laughs> that's uh, what I remember about the lockout. That's amazing. Um, real quick, before we before we hit the break. Um, I forget the professor's name, Lizzie, sorry. But I saw some stuff on, on the internet yesterday about Brandon Ayuk being traded and the stuff the Niners have to do this offseason. Dan Graziano and ESPN actually wrote about this. Okay. And the the thing I want to just dispel real quick is Graziano paints this really dramatic picture of the Niners offseason. And it's like, they're going to have to cut Kyle Juszczyk or redo his contract. And they're going to have to cut Dre Greenlaw, which they won't be able to because he has a torn Achilles. But anyways, um, and they're going to have to trade Brandon Ayuk, and this is all dire and everything's awful. That's not the case. And I've seen the discussion kind of all stem from that. And I've seen this, okay, who do they get rid of? Who do they keep? That's a 2025 conversation. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, next offseason is where everything kind of comes to a head. And you have George Kittle and you have Eric Armstead and you have uh, you're, you might have to pay Brock Purdy and you have to figure out what you're doing with Debo Samuel. You got to figure out what you're doing with Christian McCaffrey. Like next offseason is where it all really gets hairy and messy. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is, is where things stand right now, the only way the 49ers would have to quote unquote have to trade Brandon Ayuk is a, if he just outright says, I'm not signing here. I'm looking at the next three to five years. And I don't think that I'm going to be able to be as productive as I can be as a receiver. I think I can go win elsewhere. I don't want to play here, which, okay. B, if he goes, I want Tyreek Hill money and I want $35 million a, a year. And I want, 80 million guaranteed or something insane like that. And they just go not worth it. You can go get that elsewhere. Uh, But other than that, like they can keep all their guys and sign Brandon Ayuk long-term this off season and still have some money to play with in free agency. So it's not a dire, like, Oh my God, everything is awful. Like it kind of is from a, they just lost the Super Bowl standpoint and losing the Super Bowl and going back is like impossible. So it's dire from that standpoint, but all this, oh, they have to blow it up if they want to sign Brandon Ayuk is just not, that's just not a real thing. Well, yeah. I I just wanted to make that really clear. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this last week, right? Um, They have like a $36 million carryover credit from this year Mm -hmm. that will wipe out almost all of the $43 million 
uh, like over the salary cap for this season, uh, for next season. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's good yeah. there. And then there's ways to like move all of these con uh, contracts around. Uh, of course, Nick from ESPN came in and worked with us on all of it, like the basics of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So like yeah. there is no panic button yet. And it's funny. Why are we writing this at ESPN when you wrote something from somebody who's in it, like got his, you know, big boy boots on and trudging through the mud and in 49ers salary cap uh, quagmire of, you know, that that's building it's really odd. And then, it's and really then you have odd. a second one. I, I mean, I guess that's like counter view, but that's not really what it was. It's, this is just like a weird situation where uh, we have like some sort of panic and misinformation that's happening. Can't imagine. Yeah, that. it's just. Uh, go ahead. No, go. Yep. I just wanted to make it really clear that that's just not where where things really stand right now with them. So. Yeah, and I can't imagine not bringing all. back Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is like if we talk about the two, the 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 two timeline thing. Brandon Ayuk is your two timeline with. Yeah. With Brock Purdy, that's your two timeline. It's you build you, around those guys and then some offensive linemen and some young defensive linemen and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And and this year Brandon Ayuk was 7th in the league in receiving yards and 36th in targets, which is crazy. Yeah. But their offense is built around Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle primarily right now. What does that look like in 2 years when Kittle's gone and McCaffrey's north of 30 and Debo Samuel might be gone? You're going to need a legit number 1 wide receiver and I think that's what Brandon Ayuk is and I think the 49ers would be smart to pay him. I agree. I'm right there with you. I agree. All right. How do the Kings continue uh how they finished the first half. How did the Kings pick off where they left off in the second half? We'll talk about that next. We'll also have the handoff with one of D'Lo or KC coming in to chat with us as well. All that coming up in the final segment on the insiders on ESPN 1320. Now back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Manson brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. <laughs> I'm doing the show. We're back. Music, so I, can't hear, I can't hear the rejoin music. James just gives me like the, hey, your turn. You go. Thing. But he was just jamming out. I don't know what that was, but James was feeling it. That was great. I'm just like, it's one of the rejoiners. And I, I forget that you don't hear the rejoiner music. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm going to the Kings game on Thursday against the Spurs. And Loki in our in the in the chatty house on YouTube at youtube.com slash ESPN thirteen twenty reminded me I'm not allowed to go to games anymore. I will be leaving early. I will make sure to step out like a quarter early. <laughs> You're just and gonna walk and go, that boy tall and leave. He is enormous. <laughs> Pause. I'm gonna I'm gonna take photos on Instagram for clout and then I'm going to leave. You're gonna be like, that's, that's a huge spur. <laughs> was that a deuce bigelow reference? yes yes nice nice uh yes um kyle we got it about... wait kyle just got a movie reference what i did oh my gosh what just happened game time baby let's go um so we were talking about the a's at the break and i wanted to i wanted to talk about this briefly on air because at first i was like when when the vote for them to move went through people like Casey Pratt with ABC seven in San Francisco, people like Ray Ratto 
who is a legendary a journalist who has been around. He was on the sidelines for the catch in the 1982 NFC Championship game, like that, or the 1981 NFC Championship game. Like he has been around. And even when the vote for the A's to move got approved, everybody who was close to this thing and everybody who's been around was like, eh, like they could still botch this. And talking about this at the break, the the moves they've made or not made for this season. Oh, yeah. And they are now in the spotlight. They are now, John Fisher and, and Co. are now in the spotlight as like, dude, people are watching. Like, you think people were paying attention last year? Wait until now. Now people are really going to be like, this is the team that's moving to Vegas. You've got Vegas. You have to convince people in Las Vegas that this is a good idea. And you're going to roll out a team that's going to lose 100-plus games again and made no discernible effort to get better. And you're trying to convince uh, some place to take you in the meantime. And you're going to roll out the worst team in baseball again? For this row? That's just a plan? Kyle, they I intend don't... to do it for three more years, just in case you were wondering. Uh, actually, it's four. Four more years of throwing trash like ridiculously bad and they and they say that once the stadium opens in Las Vegas that's when they're going to spend what why would why why would anybody believe that and then on top of this they're doing nothing on social media because everybody hates them um there's the whole negotiation about whether they're going to leave the A's logo and colors in Oakland and that's one of the things that they can that the city of Oakland is saying. Like, you give us the name and colors for this expansion team that we're trying to get, and you can play in the Coliseum until you leave. The city that's of Oakland, kind of one of the... they're playing hardball. I mean, and, and yes, this is this should. is, what they, this is them. what they have to do because there's you're basically looking at I think it's 68 million this year in a television contract, but then if they the next three years is going to be around you know 65 to 70 million bucks. So mm-hmm. let's just say it's 70, four more years. That's like $280 million that the A's don't want to leave on the table from the NBC Sports uh, California contract, right? They want yeah. that money. Well, if they move out of the Bay Area, they lose that money instantly. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if they move to Sacramento, like they would have to renegotiate that deal with NBC Sports because it's out of the Bay Area window. And whether or not NBC is going to be willing to deal with them or not is a big question. Mm-hmm. And my guess is, They'll at least listen, but they're going to want a whole lot less money than this 68. So whether it's 40 million or 50 million, whatever it is, they're going to want a discount. If they stay in Oakland, they get that money. So now city of Oakland's like, number one, we're not giving you the Coliseum rental for a million dollars a year, which is what they they've strung out forever. We're not doing that anymore. Crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. So it's probably going to cost like 30 million or something. They want some of that money. Uh, they also want Major League Baseball in the room, and they want a guarantee of an expansion team. I don't think that's going to happen, but go ahead. They also want the history of the A's and the and the A's green and gold and the name and everything else left in Oakland. So when they mm-hmm. do get an expansion team, that's not going to happen. That they would be able to tie that to the uh, to the original franchise, the Oakland A's, and not allow it to go to Las Vegas and either get extinguished or be bastardized in some way by the worst ownership group that's ever existed in in humanity. The right move is for them to leave the name and colors anyways, just from a branding standpoint. 
the A's logo and colors is not it's not the Raiders where it's this national brand that everybody knows the silver and black. Like everybody knows whether they're in Los Angeles or Oakland or Las Vegas, that is the silver and black and Raider Nation is going to be around, right? It's not that level of it's just you're just the the A's and people hate you. Like people, baseball fans, what baseball writers, Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, the biggest names, drag you constantly. They made in front of him on first take the other day, uh, Jeff Passan with Tony Kornheiser, just absolutely oh, uh, clown. Pardon the interruption. Pardon the interruption. My bad. Yeah, PTI. Yes. Yeah, they, they yeah. absolutely clown them. Clown the A's. Like, oh, yeah, no one really believes that they're going to get this thing done. Like, why would we believe that? <laughs> These idiots can't get anything done. Jeff Jeff Passan, who is as plugged in as any writer in 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 the sport, is like laughing at the idea that this is just going to sail through. So, the right thing to do is to just rebrand entirely, try and wash your hands of the Oakland A's thing and your your debacle in trying to leave that city. Do, they should be willingly doing that. Mm-hmm. But a rebrand costs time; it costs money. There's focus groups that are involved. It's adding on to this timeline that the A's have already hosed. They've already screwed it up in every conceivable way. They do not have the ability, whether financially or with the calendar, to go, okay, yeah, by the way, and when we move, we're going to become the, and they can't be the Aces because I believe that trademark already belongs to a, a team in Reno. But they can't just go be like, oh, yeah, we're the Aces now. That's also the WNBA team in Las Vegas, by the way. Oh, yeah. So they would have to completely, like, rebrand new colors, new logo on top of everything else. So The, the Las Vegas so Cacti. The... <laughs> there it is. The Cacti. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, there's I mean there's there's a there's a million different different, you know, names they could go with, but they're not going to because they can just keep the A's logo and colors. They don't even have to get new uniforms. They don't even have to pay for that. I don't think it's they can so afford new uniforms, Kyle. Right. I don't like, I don't think they they're literally going to go out there and they're going to like heat gun Mark Canna's name off the back of a jersey and put another name on the back of the jersey, a player to be named later and, and just like keep <laughs> right. going with this thing. Yeah. It's it's just I was so pessimistic when everything got voted through because I was like, well, now they can't screw it up. Like now it's the they've been fast tracked and they've gotten pushed down the hill and now it's just a bunch of formalities. But it appears they're in the process of screwing it up. Oh, of course. Yeah. And man, it it you you said this at the break and it just really hit me, man. You were like, and they're gonna be the worst team in baseball again. It's like, why would you do that? Why with the Major League Baseball's eyes on you. Why would you give people more reason to to think you suck? Why not make some kind of... It's not even like they tried. It's not even like they put together this fake free agent list, like the Billy Butlers of the world, you know, where you're bringing them in, and you're like, yeah, hey, look, we signed a free country agent. Country Biscuit? Is it Country Breakfast? Yeah country, yeah, country Breakfast. There we go. They didn't even do that. No. They just... I don't think they... They did nothing. No, they, I, like I saw a reliever they brought back, and I'm like, I don't even remember that guy being on the team last year. Sure yeah. enough, he was bad. He was there. You're like, huh? Zach, uh. Zach Geloff can play. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Zach Geloff is a is a gangster. But beyond that, like, there's not. I, 
Shea Langoliers is not putting butts in seats, bro. People aren't in Vegas like, yeah, we're pretty fired up for the Langoliers era. No, I think you know? <laughs> Tyler Soderstrom, like, that could be an era. But again, sure. Geloff and, and Soderstrom, they don't match the timeline for a new team in 2028 in Vegas. They don't. They yeah. don't match the timeline. So what are we doing here? Like, it's no it's such a clown show and just such an embarrassment. And I know, like, there's rumors last week that it that the— Sacramento's leader in the clubhouse to have the A's for three years. And now all of a sudden the the A's and city of Oakland get back to the table and now they're negotiating. Like the whole thing is just a mess. And I just can't understand how we could get to a point where this is okay, that this is normal. And again, the Kings did this exact same thing. Like this is a Kings mm-hmm. playbook. It is. It's the, it's the horrible Kings playbook under the Maloofs where you do, ran. Do you see parallels here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally ran the lowest payroll in the league for like three or four straight years. My my first year, like three consecutive years, they traded for a player that was out and not going to play, and some of them not ever going to play again. They traded for Larry Hughes. They traded for um, Sam Cassell. They traded for Marquise Daniels just to get to the salary floor, just to get to the lowest wow. point. And Marquise Daniels had injured his neck, never played again. Larry Hughes had a broken wrist, was not going to play. And I don't, he may have come back and played a couple of years later for Orlando or something, but was done. Like, that's what you did just to get to the salary cap floor. And on top of that, you, you just, instead of, again, the playbook, this is the playbook. Instead of fixing a toilet in, in one of the bathrooms, you put a plastic bag and duct tape over it. Like, you couldn't right. even afford to fix stalls or urinals or sinks that ran all day long. You couldn't afford to fix them. Or you didn't spend the 200 bucks for a new sink and have one of your maintenance workers fix a sink in a bathroom. No, they stopped doing all of that. You remember Key Smart had to run out on the floor because the Kings had lost their sponsorship with, like, Wells Fargo. And they had covered it up with a plastic bag oh, yeah. up on the scoreboard. On the scoreboard. They covered it with black bisqueen or, right. or plastic bags. Yeah. They fell off in the middle of a game, and Keysmart ran out on the floor and grabbed the paper, the plastic <laughs> bag right. out of the air as it's falling. Like, this is who ran the, Sac- the Sacramento Kings. So, yeah, there are parallels here. They, like, this is who they were. And, uh, like, you just can't, like, Sometimes people can't be owners anymore, and that's it. Who wants, number one, a, a stadium on nine acres in, in downtown Las Vegas? The answer is nobody. The, the city doesn't want it there. Nobody wants it there. There's a pre-existing hotel there that won't be torn down until like 2027. Like, this is the, the worst. Yeah, you can't just blow up a hotel. <laughs> they don't have their financing, and last time I checked— like John Fisher is not getting richer, he's getting poorer. Like by the minute. Mm-hmm. So how is it that he's going to be able to finance? Like there are talk that John Fisher is going from hotel to hotel, like pitching with a pitch deck. Him and Dave Caval, like pitching their financing deal to casino owners, trying to get somebody to give them money. And the answer is nobody wants them. Nobody wants to give them money. It's just an embarrassment. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do this while they're also going to roll out one of the worst teams in baseball. 
Well, I mean, that's and then the, the just, Oakland it, A's fans are the ones who get dragged when they don't show up because what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed like again, you can't do a giveaway in the stadium that says player to be named later. You can't because that's no. all you got. Like, or or Vegas bound. How about you do that? You give a, a, a Oakland A's T-shirt in a nondescript color, not A's colors. It's got to be. It's got to be like just purple. a black and white. Welcome to Las Vegas T-shirt. Y- yes, exactly, exactly. That's the and that's that's the whole issue. Is part of the reason people stopped going is because the team a long time ago stopped committing to the city. They've been trying to get out of Oakland as long as I can remember. Well, and now they've really now they're gone. Now they have approval to move to Las Vegas, and showing up isn't going to help. Cow. So I, I I appreciate that the the national conversation has gotten away from like, hey, nobody goes to A's games, and it's gotten more into like, hey, nobody wants to support this guy. Yeah, nobody wants to support this ownership group specifically. It's not the team. It's not baseball. The A's used to used to regularly sell out the Coliseum. And oh yeah, I've been to many sellouts and have and have and had the highest payrolls in baseball. It's not the city. No. I promise. It's not the lack of fans. I promise. Yeah, I mean it is the heart is very much the the ownership group. Yeah, and I would say like A's fans and Kings fans are very similar. Like if you're an A's fan, you're an A's fan. Like I, I have said it repeatedly. If Major League Baseball does allow this to happen and it goes down the way that it's going to go down, right, where they Mm -hmm. just pick up and move to Las Vegas. I'm done with the sport. To have this idiot, moronic commissioner come out and say, well, they can just become Giants fans. Dude. Oh, my God. Leave the game. If you don't understand that that's not how sports work, get out of the game, Rob Manfred. You are trash. Trash, Kyle. No, it's just am- amazing how how embarrassing these people are, all of them, for for a major league for major league baseball, for the game itself, how they're destroying, absolutely destroying a fan base. Like you're not getting those fans back; they're leaving you. They're gonna go find something else to watch because you're trash. I mean, it's just absolutely horrible. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just, I'm aghast at how badly the, the A's have managed to bungle this. Yeah. They've been, they have been like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked that they've screwed this up to this point. I am shocked that they've been handed so many get out of jail free cards with all this and they still cannot get it right. No. They have a league with 30 owners, excuse me, 29 owners trying to like, push this this thing forward and push this thing through and get this team to Las Vegas. They're trying so badly to get into that market. And they can't they can't they can't do it right. And I just the it's it's not going to be a lot a lot better this year. No. In fact, it's it's probably going to be demonstrably worse. And you thought there weren't people at games last year? I think it's going to be cricket uh, it is going to be really, really bad this year. And it sucks because you want to go as a, as a sports fan and as a baseball fan and as a person who, who is, is, has been an A's fan my entire life. Like my instinct is to be like, yeah, I want to go root for Zach. Gellar. Yeah. I want to go, I want to go root for, you know, uh, 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 Tyler Soderstrom. Like I want to, I want to go root Butler, but you can't. Nope. Because you can't, you can't support 
what this ownership group has done. So sorry for the the tangent. It's probably going to happen more than more than once. Let's welcome in D'Lo. D'Lo and KC. Uh, he's coming up at noon uh, for the handoff. D'Lo, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Chilling. Uh, how did you? How did you take in All Star Weekend? I didn't. At all? No. High five. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be one of those people who like sits around and complains about how bad it is. Like, if there's something I need to see from All Star Weekend, I'll see it. Like, I'm not wasting my time like watching that stuff. Like, I don't care about All Star Saturday Night anymore. I don't. I tuned in. Like, I had it on. Like, my my plan was like I just was going to get some other stuff done, do some work, and just kind of have the game on in the background. I start. Right. I kept thinking it was weird. Like, I haven't gotten any alerts for it. Like, it's kind of weird. I thought I started it. I thought the game started at 5. That's my fault. I thought it started at 5. I put it on at, like, 5.35, and it still wasn't on. I don't it's think crazy. it started for, like, another 10 or 2. And I was like, man, I just had this all wrong. And so I kind of sat there for a minute. I watched Ty get a bunch of shots up, and I was like, okay, this is did Ty wins the MVP at home. Like that'd be cool. Like uh, it's cool. It's perfect. Like you know, Ty's been the star. Had the mm-hmm. you know super interesting outfit. You know, walking in, and I was like, all right, like it's it's, it's, it's good. And then it, and, and then it kind of became like, all right, I'm out. Like I'm, I just I don't need to do this. I didn't watch All Star Saturday Night, and it, the only thing I saw was whatever was on. I think it was the celebrity game when Kenny and I were doing the the KSFM show on Friday. That's all that we I had on. Like I just didn't. I don't care. Like I'm. I I, I don't want to watch to create this big think piece about how the NBA needs to do better and players this, players that. They don't care. I don't care. Like it's not must see TV for me. Like it's an. It's a did break it for them. It's a break for me. Did it used to be though? Like, did you used to get tapped in? Um. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, absolutely. Like I used to the the '92 All Star Game. I think is one of my favorite basketball games ever, where they walked off the floor when 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 Magic hit the three, um, in Orlando. Uh, I remember Jordans in, in in the overtime game, wishing they had just walked off the floor for Jordan's last All Star Game instead of actually trying to you know go to overtime, which Kobe always said like I wasn't trying to. He fouled me. What do you want me to do? Miss the free throws? Um, I don't yeah. know when I stopped. <laughs> I don't know when I stopped paying attention, but it's it's definitely been in recent years where it's just like, I don't care. I love that you said, like, if they don't care, I don't care. I, I will, like... And I don't fault them for that, by the way. Like, yeah. I don't... I, it's not it's not like this, oh, they need to do this. It needs to be like it used to... No, like, it's cool. Like, it's, it's essentially like an unpaid exhibition. These dudes are exhausted. They're worried about plans, playoffs, all NBAs. They're worried about contracts and all of this different stuff. I get it. Like, I completely get it. But I don't need to, like, sit around and, you know, be frustrated by it. Yeah, we were out to dinner on Saturday night, and the TVs had it on, the the three-point shootout and the slam dunk contest. I was like, okay, I'll sit here and watch it, like, while I'm eating and, you know, having a— Having a cocktail, that's mm-hmm. fine. But outside of that, I'm I'm not turning it on. I didn't even look on Sunday. I was like, okay, what time is uh, the finale of that was a, True Detective coming on? Because I, I don't care the, about this game at all. It was a second screen experience for your boy, for sure. It was it was <laughs> on, but I, I was telling James, Damien, I was like, I feel like I'm obligated to do this because of work. But I didn't. <clears throat> I, I stopped. Tell you five I stopped feeling like that. Like if if we come in today. 
and do and we talk like the build to WrestleMania for the next four hours, does anyone tune in and go, I can't believe they're not talking about the NBA All-Star game? No. Like we do have certain like obligations to what we do, and I don't think yeah, the yeah. NBA All-Star game is one of them. Did you watch if this Aaron was in it, it's different. If Domas is in it, it's different. Like if there is if there's a King's tie in, like I I get that. But other yeah. than that, no. Did the Steph Sabrina Ionescu shootout do anything for you? Yeah, I thought it was cool. But again, I watched it on social media. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it live. I wasn't gonna try to time it because I didn't care about anything else that night. Um sure. but I was I was intrigued Dang, by I that. I messed up. I messed up my Saturday night, but you messed up your Saturday night with this? It's like yeah, watching apparently. the home run derby. I was like, like, yeah, I gotta get I gotta get tapped in. <laughs> I even think no. the home run derby, like there is a way that guys can hit more home runs and it becomes even more spectacular. And so you're just like, This is this is wild. I cannot believe that that guy just hit X amount of home runs. Like he just keeps yeah. hitting them. I just you don't feel that way about the three point shootout. You don't feel that way. I okay. actually think the three point shootout is. I think it's cool. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that event. I think no. it, I think it's a blast. I think if you and and I love you know the idea that was floating around social media of like add you know Kelsey Plum or Caitlin Clark or something yeah. to this equation with with maybe Steph and Dame or or something along those lines. Dude, that that's I I love that idea. Like that's tremendous. But I also like the three point contest in general. I think it's fun when a when a guy or a girl gets hot like that and just starts firing. That's 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 phenomenal. But it's also part of a bigger. It's 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 part of a bigger show that it's like well, I'm, I'll like I'll see it. I'll see what I need to see. Yep. And it, like if I need to see uh you know a kid dunk over Shaq, like I'll see it. But I'm not going to sit around and, you know, wait for Jalen Brown to miss four dunk attempts and wait for this guy to miss 10 dunk attempts before I see the one dunk that I need to see. I'll just go to Twitter and see the one dunk I need to see or it'll pop up on an IG reel. It's as simple as that. They tried to rig it for Jalen Brown and he still couldn't win. When they added the jazz getting thrown out of the house sound to the Jalen Brown uh, Tatum lob, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) That was one of the great, great. That was one of the great uses of the internet. In it was the most mundane great. dunk of all time. Ah! It was just like really that was great. <laughs> all right. That was like, KC, uh, talking all about WrestleMania and AEW and other wrestling. Very good. Terms. No, that was good. That's. Uh, does that is that right? No, right. we're we're actually uh, going to talk a lot about the A's with uh, Jake Gaden. He's going to join us at one. Trista will be with us at two, and then um, Jason Jones the final hour of the show. So. Lock in. d and Casey coming up next on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 